We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. You date me up podcast where me Nicole Byer tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could stab me in the eye with your dick and go, now you got 2020 vision. And I go, that wasn't 20 inches. And he goes, shut up. Anyway, my <laughs> my guest today is a multiple award-winning comedian from Canada. You've seen her on Much's Video on Trial, Match Game, and Last One Laughing Canada. And one of my favorite stand-ups ever. We once did a show where, I don't think I've ever done this with anybody, but I was like, you go tell that that joke of, with the nail polish? And she was like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, hey, I, I think I'd really be happy if you told that joke. <laughs> And then she did it for me. She's a jukebox. She's perfect. It's Deborah D. Giovanni. Hello. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. Hi, hi. Hi. Good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. I think about that joke a lot. It's one of my favorites. And it's so funny. I think about your Liberty Bell joke a lot. Oh, thank you. you. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's literally perfect. <laughs> How are you? How have you been? I'm all right. It's been, um, I mean, I still feel like I haven't seen people for like three years. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm still on that oh, sort yeah. of like, <gasps> there's still a lot of people that I haven't seen in so long. It feels so strange, you know? It feels like no time has passed. And yet it also feels like three three years have passed. you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of us are doing the same things. And then I just found out like a couple people that I know have moved to different states and are no longer like acting or doing comedy. And I was like, what? That's weird. You're, you're a therapist now? You're, you're a social worker? 
I truly believe that we need some sort of, um, I don't know, like some sort of updated little, like, I don't know if it's a, if it's a spreadsheet of some sort <laughs> where everyone <laughs> is and if they've broken up with their partner. I'm very concerned about that. Like when I see someone who I know was like, oh, p- pictures, pictures. And then all of a sudden they're not. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, is everything okay? Yeah, what's going on? Do you want to tell me? Right. I was very concerned about Joel Kim Booster for a while. I think they're still together. But for a moment, I panicked. But I think we're okay. Mm -hmm. I need to know. And I need to know, (laughs) did you move? Like, I think a lot of people have moved to New York. Don't you feel like that? I feel like a lot of our L.A. people. A lot of people did go to New York. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah, a ton of people. (sighs) Wait, Deborah, let me ask you a question. So you have a series on Instagram, a hashtag, if you will, called hashtag fake boyfriend Friday. Yes. Where did that come from? I don't know. I think it was just one of those things that, you know, when you're single for so long, you start to do this little whatever. Oh, fake boyfriends, my boyfriend. And then it was just like, it was an Instagram thing that just happened. And I think I just, a little throwaway, like, oh, talked about someone as if he was my boyfriend. And just, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, that's so funny. And then, you know, I've always been a little boy crazy. So then it was just like finding pictures of cute guys and then like online and just like making up stories about them. And then I just started to call it <laughs> Fake Boyfriend Friday and people <laughs> really liked it. And you know, the thing is, it was so silly because... Uh, everyone would, you know, a lot of people would ask, did they ever contact you? And yes, I had like, yeah, I had several, I'm going to say like, maybe like five or six of the dudes would literally write me and go, uh, that was fun. Thanks so much. And, and everyone is always super cool about it. I had one guy from Germany, like some German model wrote me and he was like, I don't know what this is, but I think it's fun. And I was like, great, good. I love that. Maybe I start doing that. And when they when they contact me, I'll be like, so do you want to become real boyfriend yes. every day? This is exactly it. We're not, you know, I mean, whatever gets it going. Do you know what I mean? Whatever starts yes. it. Whatever starts the conversation. So and I've, I've been stopped it. it. I've kind of stopped it lately. And I this is so silly. I had um unbeknownst to me, I did not know. I don't do a lot of research into the men that I'm choosing. Sure. Cute guy found it. Apparently, uh, he he's dead. And um, oh, how no. am I supposed to? I'm sorry. It was just a cute guy. Apparently, he was like a semi-pro skateboarder. My type. And um, <laughs> yeah, and I got, and people wrote me and they're like, you're disgusting. How do, and I was like, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And also like, how is it disgusting that I'm just saying a man is attractive? He's dead. And I was like, so once you're gone, your hotness, I don't know. I literally have in my will that I have put the phone numbers of some gentlemen who have fucked me and I have made it my best friends. (laughs) I was like, this is something you have to do. Sorry about it. There's a lot of things you got to do for this funeral, but you have to contact these men that I put in my will to come to my funeral and specifically talk about how hot and how good my pussy was. I love this plan. This is a contingency plan of some sort. Like when I'm dead, I want people to be like, boy, she was funny. 
Them little titties were nice. <laughs> and she was hot as fuck. That's exactly it. Like, let me let me leave on some really good press. You know what I mean? Like, really, <laughs> really good press. I love Just that Just real good. I love that plan. I think that's great. And I, you know what? You. And I think, like, isn't, don't you want to be known as hot after you, after you yes. pass? I mean, I, I just anyone would be like, ah, she was a solid six. You know what I mean? Like, she was fine. She, she was, was like, whatever. Was nice. She was a nice girl. <laughs> no. How did you meet your partner? Okay. Your current partner. Well, let me tell you. This is um because you imported. Uh yes. Now this is uh, that is sort of I want to do I want to say this and it might seem very, whatever. But I'm going to tell the people in the world, especially if you live in Los Angeles, um, I do leave out leave L.A. to meet to meet uh, a man. I really okay. feel like I don't know if it's just the man is European. He's Italian born. He lives in London. He's actually with me right now. He's he's going to be he's visiting for like four months or whatever. He's going to be here until April. So he's out oh, doing months. something. He's out doing something right now. He's walking around doing something cute. Um, <laughs> but how it was... Okay, so this is this is a story quickly. Um, a friend of mine, Sophie Hagen, comic from... Uh, she lives in London as well. He mm-hmm. went to her comedy show, to their comedy show, liked them, started following them on social media. And they... She and I, I think I'm allowed to call her she. She's a they, but I think she's okay with she. Um, we're just pals on, on Twitter and Instagram and whatever. One day, she just gave me a little shout out, you know, Deputy Giovanni. And he's like, oh, started following me, watching all the things, listened to the podcast. And I think it was about, I think it was about a year and a half, he said. And then the pandemic started. He got all ballsy and literally just wrote me on Instagram and it was just like I just want to tell you I know the pen we don't know what's going on in the world so I thought I'd shoot my shot and just tell you I think you're fabulous and gorgeous and if you want to talk sometime I was like what and then you know we have these we all get the weirdos but then it was Uh just like let's just check out his his." (laughs) and then I was like hello so I just wrote him back and he just happened to be you know very attractive to me and yeah and like literally we started talking in May 2020 and it's been happening ever since and i went to london in october of 2020 to meet him for the in first of my october of 2020 let me get it in i don't care we the, may die that's exactly and i was like i'm i'm going the minute i'm free to fly <laughs> bye and this was all like therapist approved like therapist was like mm-hmm. go for it go meet him and yeah and then it was just it was just great and so it's been since then it's weird i yeah. love that, that i know is so it's crazy it's crazy it's such a 2020 <laughs> like romance a dm oh exactly and then like you fly there oh but you know what i want to say too like i really i don't know if you have any experience in this in the terms of relationships i feel like most of the time when like most of my girlfriends and my sisters that are in successful relationships did this, like had the terrible, like where we all go through terrible periods of dating. You're like, I hate everyone. And you just stop. Mm-hmm. That's when they meet someone. Like I'm my twin sister saying to me, I'm never dating again. I'm like, fine. What? And then nine <laughs> months later, met her husband, my older sister. I'm never dating again. Six months later, met her husband. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know. And I had wow. sworn off. I had sworn off everything. I also made a list too, by the way. I did this as well. He he claims that I conjured him because I did a little witchy thing uh, okay. in, I, in 2019. What is this witchy <laughs> thing? In 2019, after 
trying, you know, on the apps and hooking up with dudes and it all being depressing and awful. Um, you know, I did that. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I've had enough. And uh, I mean, I only, you know, two years and I was like, I'm done. And then a friend, <laughs> a friend of mine, I know very impatient, a friend of mine was like, you know, you need to get serious and write down what you want. And I was like, what's that? She's like, make like a grocery list of what you're looking for in a partner. And she's like, get explicit, like talk about the dick, like talk about everything. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So it was on September September 21st, 2019, I made this list of my man. And I'm telling you, Nicole, I'm not joking. He is, he's alarmingly similar to what I was looking for. Because then I put it away and I didn't think about it again. And then like after I met him and then like went, was like going through old notebooks of whatever and read it, it was like, oh my, like literally I was like, you know, European would be cool. Um, a little, <laughs> and I was like, I, if he was a little bit younger than me, that'd be great. I said, like, maybe 10 years, maybe 12 years, because I'm very immature. He's literally 12 years younger than me. Um, mm -hmm. I love fucked up teeth. I love weird teeth. Um, I do. I have a thing for like a like a snaggle tooth or a, or a diastema or something. <laughs> I just do. And he's got he's got these teeth. He's just he looks like a wolf sometimes. Yeah, friendly wolf. Like his teeth don't close. I swear to God. And it's it's just all of these things. Like it's like. And I even was like, I'd love it if he wasn't straight. Do you, do you mean honestly? Mm -hmm. Because I don't, I don't, I, straight men don't like me. I don't like them, to be honest. And mm -hmm. you know, he's fully bisexual. He was in a relationship with a man before me. And I got to mm -hmm. tell you, I don't know. I don't know if that's a secret for me, but like, this is, this is, it's different because I like him. I like him as a human being. And I don't think I ever liked any of my other relationships. I love them. I love him. But do you like him? And, mm. and I like this person. I like him. He's my friend. We laugh so much. Uh, he makes me laugh. And I didn't know that was going to be possible. I didn't even know I wanted that. Like, I was like, I don't need funny. And now I was like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah. So I'm very, this is, um... <laughs> I just yeah. I, I know. I this, Deborah, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes I think this is why I do the podcast because <laughs> hearing somebody who's like deeply in love and like happy and giddy about mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. and it's been almost three years, and you're still like so happy. Still, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this though too: before pre Filippo, that's his name. Um, I was single and celibate. For like 18 years. <laughs> Good gasp. The 18 years. Like I was just like, I started comedy. I started comedy and I had a terrible boyfriend at the time. Broke up with him and I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to focus on comedy. And then it was one of those things that you look up and you go, oh shit, I have like 12 years passed. And then it just, so like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I just, yeah. Wow. I have a, another friend who uh, had been celibate for years and years and years, and she just uh, broke her seal for the first yeah. time. And I was, and she's like, and it feels good. Yeah. She's like, real, real excited about it. But eighteen years during these eighteen years, I don't want to be rude about it because no, please, it's please. just it, it is it's what a, it, it is. is. What it it is. happened, Absolutely. and it's fine. Yeah, and I don't want to shame it. But like, were there times you got so horny you would cry? Yes. Okay. Literally, I. <laughs> <laughs> literally and then i was, was like i, I went oh, like no no two years no, no. i think two years is the longest it is like it, 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 it changes stop. you it changes you as a person like it almost like there is really like sort of um a slight insanity that you sometimes feel that you like there's mm -hmm. i can't 
I can't, like, you would almost get to the point where you're like, something, I can't fix this. And it, that's what it was. I think it was like deep loneliness and like horniness mm-hmm. that requires another person. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because it's like, yes, everyone masturbates. You can jerk off as much as you want, but there's a point where you go, I need another person in the room. Like, it was even like, even was like, um, oh my God, I'm sorry. But it's like a very, I remember like a sex in the city moment. Like one time where, <laughs> I'm sorry, gross. But like, I remember no, like- what, I love you know? it. I, sex in the city <laughs> is, people will shit yeah, on it. Yeah. But it changed television. It was groundbreaking and it holds up. Absolutely. So you can do whatever you want about it now. But at the time, it was huge. <laughs> and I remember there's an episode where Carrie is just like, I just want a man to lie on top of me. Mm-hmm. And you get to that point where it's just like nothing else will suffice. You're like, it has yes. to be whatever you're into. Like, you just need another human. So there was, and I also felt like there was, um, there were a lot of times to crying, but there was a lot of times where it was like, I need to fuck or fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, what if you, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta punch somebody. I gotta hit somebody <laughs> or have someone punch my pussy. <laughs> well, that's what they call it in Australia, right? A punch in the undies is what they call really? a fuck in Australia. That's funny. So it's like, yes, hook me up with that. But anyway. I need a punch in the undies. <laughs> um, a couple months ago, I was masturbating. And like right before I came, I started crying because I was like, why can't I do this with someone and then i started laughing because i was like you're crying literally with a hitachi magic wand on you that's what i have to that's why i was just gonna ask you what are you using right now and i love that a thing. hitachi magic wand and a g-spot vibrator I- at the same time but you start off with the magic wand yeah. and was sobbing and then laughing oh my god and then i was like the birds who chill on my windowsill must be like what the i don't fuck think she's doing okay I think she's doing we, we need to call somebody now. This is it. This is our moment. <laughs> but yeah, we've all been, because it's not natural. Again, we know that. And this is like, no. you know, we have our incels and whatever. It's like, Jesus, just <laughs> let's, let's just regulate sex work and, and fix everything. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, it's it not, it's not good. Nice. It's not natural. It is not natural. You do need to be with other people. You just have yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like, you know, asexual, yes. and not and into then, it. Okay. And that's but a lot of you. asexual people crave like emotional yes. intimacy that comes from a person. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever. There's a whole, there's a spectrum. But I'm like, it would be lovely on this day that I could just like bebop, boobop, postmate yeah. somebody come to my house, have a nice time. There's a paper trail. And, you know, have a nice time and you, and you go about your business. You can write it off on your yeah, taxes write it and off. we're good to go. You know, <laughs> give a generous tip, you know. Thank you so much. He comes in that little cart with the eyes, pops oh out. Can you imagine if he was in the robot saying, that would be amazing. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Ooh. Maybe that's a good idea. These are all Nicole's ideas. We have, we have proof of this, so don't try to steal it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Can I ask, being yeah. in a long-distance relationship yes. for almost three years, is that hard? Very, very, very. It is, you know, at, like, there are times where you think, like, um, like I remember thinking, like, this is going to be perfect. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need a mm-hmm. lot, is what my brain says. I don't need to see him, like, every day. I'm fine. And it is for a while. And then it's not. You know, it's like, it's really gotten mm. to that point now. I think that's where... We were right before he came here because it's okay. So I went to London in 2020. He came to LA in 2021. And then, so it was here until 2022. Like it's, we've gone like, Mm -hmm. we've gone like 10 months. It's usually about 10 months, 10 months, not like three months, 10 months. And it is. And it gets to the point where it's like, again, it just nothing 
fixes it. Like you're FaceTiming. Come on. And the, and the whole, like the whole, like people are like, so do you like you guys jerk off over FaceTime? Not anymore <laughs> because you get to the point where it's just like, we, it's, it's just not the, it's not the same anymore. And mm-hmm. it's like, this doesn't work anymore. We want to just be in the same room together. So after a point, after a while, it really just gets like, this isn't funny anymore. Like, let's just, we need to just mm-hmm. see each other. So it is hard. And especially it's like, it's not like he lives in Chicago. Like it's, it's like it's an eight-hour time difference. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole thing, so it's very far. But uh, but it's you know, I can't complain. He's here, so right now I'm okay. You know what I mean? We're okay for now. Has the topic of like moving yes. to? Yeah. Now I think. Sometimes I do because, you know, again, I am Canadian. And so I did the big move to L.A., which was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I know everyone does it. Where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from New Jersey. Oh, so of course, we all do the big move, mm-hmm. right? We do all do the big move. But um, now I think, you know, I mean, I moved to L.A. as an older woman. <laughs> and so that was hard. And so now if I'm, I'm going, to, uh, going to London, I just think, do I have it in me to start Again, but mm. I only I think maybe the only place that I could start over again is London because God bless them. They don't care as much as North America does about age ah. and weight. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean, London has a tendency to just like, we like you. You're allowed to have a career. And you're like, oh, <laughs> so there is that, there is that, there is, there is that, there is that chance. You're allowed to be old and weird in London. But, um, but yeah, so I, I don't know, but it's, it's a, it's, it'd be a big move. You know what I mean? I'm, I would love it if we could do both, you know, and if we could do both. But uh, yeah, yes, that would be ideal. You know what I mean? Winter's here, summer's there, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you could get like, what, a visa, like a like a travel yeah. visa for yeah. like six well, months? Yeah, you can. I, I can actually do um, because my mother is my mother was British. Ooh. Yeah, I can do. Oh, no, I can do an ancestral visa. My, <gasps> my, her, my grandparents on her side are from the Isle of Wight. Wow, they said, we'll let them know. But yeah. <laughs> yes, when yes, you come yes. here, we white. So, <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> exactly. I love how just completely, like, they don't even try to pretend it's the Isle of Wight. So that's that is all there is so to it. So funny. So I could. So that might be, that's in the, that's in the, in the works as well. So. Oh, wait. I'm like so excited for you because <laughs> I don't, you're, how old are you? I'm 51. 51. A new beginning at 51, I, I feel know. like, is in, like, in Nancy Myers' movie. I, you know? <laughs> like, oh, my God. I know. Oh my God I'm That's 51 it. and I'm starting over. I 51's know. not old. It's not old. It's like, it's a great age to start over. Yeah, no, make, not making decisions right now, but You're not soon, making any hopefully. decisions yeah, right now. Soon. soon okay. Soon, soon, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not today. Although... Here's my dream for you. You <gasps> spend half your time in England, yeah. half your time here. And while mm-hmm. you're here, you're cast as like a wacky mom on a Nickelodeon or Disney show yes. with like a chubby daughter who's like trying to navigate how she fits in the world because she's also a little, a little wacky. Oh my too. God, I love this plan. I love this plan. Right? Yes. Yes. How yes. Did I get it made? I don't know. Miss Disney, <laughs> Mrs. Nickelodeon. <laughs> we need things. <laughs> yes, please. See. Oh my gosh. But okay. Yeah, I'd love Real that quick, yeah, we go. gotta take a break. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talked to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors. 
big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bebop, boobop, we back, 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 back. Okay, Deborah. Yeah. So, how long did you talk before you went to England? Okay, we it was May, June, July, August, September. It was yeah, five months. It was okay. Only, this was like this was like talking every day for like two hours, FaceTiming. Oh my word! I know. I love this. And then, okay, so for me, sometimes I feel like when I talk to someone on the app for too long, um, I start to like make them up to be something that they're not but yeah, also i'm not yeah, facetiming yeah. it's just a lot of texting so like when yeah. you went were you like you are exactly as i thought you were or like well, see, you're like here's this is it. This is exactly because it's weird from going from texting every day to actually FaceTime. So like the first FaceTime was we were both like, ah, you know, <laughs> there's, you know, it's eye contact, you know, you mm-hmm. gotta really. So it was probably, I think we texted for about two weeks, three weeks. And it was like, do you want to FaceTime? I was like, do we? And yeah, you know, the thing is, I think the first thing that I like, saw him doing something, because remember, he knew me as a comedian. Mm-hmm. So he listened to me say everything. He'd watched mm-hmm. me and I'd never seen him do a thing. And also his Instagram, he's, you know, it's he's not a performer. It's not about him. Like mm-hmm. his Instagram, he's an artist. So his Instagram is his art. And I know, gross. And he's just, <laughs> ugh, I know. It was on the list and he's an artist. It's <laughs> terrible. But anyway, I can't believe it. Be careful what you wish for. But he, uh, yeah, so it was not, I, so I had no, like, I couldn't, I couldn't snoop. Mm-hmm. There was nothing to snoop. Ah. A couple pictures to snoop. So when I, when I first, it's really, 
it makes it very real. Do you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. makes it very real. And the first thing he had done was he sent me a little video message. And it was like, I remember like hearing his voice and like that kind of like, he get all freaked out. And then it was really very, you know, that was, I think that was probably it. Once we FaceTimed and we realized how easy it was, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh yeah, this is, we're okay. We're okay. Yeah. So. <gasps> how wonderful. Um, a truth bomb that my therapist dropped on me the other day was, I'm not responsible for anyone's happiness. I'm not even responsible for my own happiness because what is happiness? I'm responsible for keeping myself content <gasps> and making choices that please me. Oh, lovely. And it's like, and those in turn, you know, you could call them happiness, but like, why? I'm a content person. You know what? I got it. I love that. That's, and you know what? I'll say this and I'll tag this on because my therapist uh, um i think i think a lot of therapists think happy is bullshit like the term happy mm-hmm. is something that's been made up like obesity yes. you know it's all these words are just made up to i don't know what but um she had said that it was what let me get it right it was she, oh she said life is a series of struggles with um sections of calm she's like so you it's yeah it's a series of struggles with moments of content calm and then little more struggles content calm and then yeah she's like happy as bullshit it's it's all struggle yeah. and then you have peace joy you know all that kind of stuff but pretending that you're gonna let's be happy mm-hmm. it's, 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 yeah it's like a made-up thing that we did yeah it's, like no it's one's a made-up thing happy all the time mm-hmm. and that's my no. issue with like body positivity because i'm like okay, oh yeah great yeah. we could be positive or whatever but also um I can also feel negative some days. Yes. I'm just like body neutrality. Yeah, that's me too. And this like is what, that's exactly. That's exactly. Oh my God, me too. That's all I'm going for is body neutrality. Because yeah. the minute positivity, that also feels, it feels a little phony and it feels a little mm-hmm. like rah, rah, rah. But body neutrality, yeah. if anyone's listening does not know, I'd be shocked if you don't, if you're listening to Nicole <laughs> and you don't know. But body neutrality is like, we all some days go, oh, I don't feel good in my body. And that's mm-hmm. all people. So I think body positivity is telling you, you must feel good every day. And that's bullshit. That's not true. Yeah. Just like you're it's not going to be happy every day. So it's just like acceptance, having like, hey, this is just a regular day. And you, you mm-hmm. move on with it, you know, because, yeah, yeah, body positivity. That's um, interesting. Have you ever, I'm, I might embarrass myself by this, but have you ever gotten flowers from a man? Like a delivered romantic flowers from a man. Me neither. Not from a man that I was like romantically involved with. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Jennings, who's on my show, constantly, if I'm sick, sends me flowers. If I like, for Emmys, he sent me flowers. Like he is one of like, he's such a kind friend. Oh, yes. And like that, I mean, not to like gush about that show, but it does come out in March. Um, but those boys are so caring and so wonderful and I feel like taking care of with them and it's evolved to like more than just coworkers. Oh, I like, love that. I feel like family. Yeah. But he yeah, sends me that. flowers. See, I, I, was, I have a, I have a male friend too. Um, my friend Darcy, uh, Michael, a comedian, now a TikTok influencer um, who I've known for years and years. And, you know, uh, yes, he's a homosexual man, but still he is, he's a flower <laughs> sender. He's a flower sender. He's just for celebration, for mm-hmm. sorrow, for what he just is. Like if there's, if there's going to be, are you home right now? I'm like, you're sending me flowers. Aren't you? You're saying, yeah, and it's but I've nice. never gotten romantic. It's so nice. It's so nice. Wait, you haven't told your current partner that you've never gotten I flowers know. from a gentleman? No. Nope. 
never have. You should have. just say that and I see know, what happens. Just drop it. <laughs> I was Listen, I've, never, I've never gotten flowers. <laughs> never, yeah. and, you know, maybe oh, that would whatever. be a nice <laughs> thing that happens. You know, you go on a walk, you bring back flowers. <laughs> One off. You know what I mean? You are staying in my apartment. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I did get one singular flower from a person I was okay. dating and I almost cried because no one has like yeah. someone who's romantically involved mm-hmm. with me has never bought me flowers and I was like I kept it for so long it was like three it was three flowers like three uh, sunflowers oh and I was like oh my god and I tried keeping them alive for so long <laughs> just like the love Oh, bless you. Thank you. Just like the Just love. Just like it the love. <laughs> um, okay. Here's a terrible question okay. that I really want to know your experience. Um, do you call yourself plus size? What do you I, no, I'm I'm embracing fat. Okay, good. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I always ask because I once called a friend fat and she was like, excuse me. And I was oh. like, oh no. Oh yeah. Um and I like kind of squinted and was like, well, how do you identify? Cause like, I mean, you must see what we all see. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, and it's okay. It's okay to be it fat. Is. And that's exactly it. But I also think too, it's like, cause I, I feel the same way. Like, especially like if I'm talking about myself or, mm-hmm. or but just like, just in a descriptor, not in any way derogatory, just saying, oh, you know, saying something like, oh, it's because I'm fat. Mm-hmm. Like as in why I couldn't or something. And, and I see people recoil. Like they take a little bit like they like they oh they have that. And it's just like, no, no, no. It is just a descriptor word. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's tall. It's fat. You know, it's the same. Yeah, it's and I, I'm re- yes, I'm yeah. really just I I and I'm glad to do it because I always hated because for so long, for so long it was plus size, big, um, above average. I'm a big person. That uh-huh. is, you know what I mean? Like I was expecting uh-huh. 24 feet tall. And <laughs> the street. I'm a big, no, I'm just a fat person. I'm That's just, it. you know, fat. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like it's only been a couple years for me to be honest, using the word fat. Oh yeah. I would say maybe five years or yeah, so. Yeah. 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 Uh, where I was like, yeah, I'm fat. I'm not, mm-hmm. but also I feel like, I guess I'd be like plus size. I don't know. I guess I just didn't refer to myself as anything. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm yeah. Nicole and I don't yeah. know. But uh, airplanes, not airplanes, airlines refer to us as persons of size. Yes! And I'm like, yes. what? Yeah. That persons of yeah. size? I am, I am actually in the process right now of setting myself up on a, for an airline, one of the air, only one of two airlines in Canada where uh-huh. I can sign up and I get a note, literally get a note from my doctor. I'm literally doing this like as of yesterday. So I can um, be a person of size legitimately on this airline. And then I can book two seats if I want for nothing for extra known extra money. Ooh, see, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. And I was like, Oh, look at that. I mean, they make you jump through hoops and they make you, uh-huh. it's a lot of like admitting all this. They're going to put it on. I'm like, I don't, at this point, I don't, I don't care. Cause you know, before yeah. I'd be like, I don't want that beside my name. I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Just Who give me the extra seat. I swear to God, I'd rather be comfortable. And I don't, and I don't care. I really don't anymore. Don't fucking yeah. care. But no. it's also funny to me that person of size yeah. acronym is POS. And it's like, piece of shit. And it's like, thanks guys. Got, got it. Got the note. Got it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That, if you think that's a mistake, you are yum, wrong. Yum, yum. Thank you so much. <laughs> zoom, zoom, Delta. Um, <laughs> also, I don't understand 
why the seatbelt buckles are they differ in length some will fit and some do not and then when you ask for a seatbelt extender it is like a drug deal is happening i know <laughs> it's literally like you just tried to steal someone's baby you know what yes. i mean you're like can i get a seatbelt and i even if i go me i have a seatbelt extender they're always like oh, yes, like, yes okay. <laughs> you don't worry about it it's in the overhead it's like <laughs> serve a drink and i will come back to you with it I will tell- and, and i'm, I'm like- gonna say a code word and then i'm gonna pass <laughs> <laughs> they camouflage it in a newspaper and they hand it to me. It's just, the whole, it's just the whole thing. But it's true. There are definitely some airlines that you're okay and some cheaper airlines you're not. Like you're just, no. I'm sorry. I don't do JetBlue. I don't do th- Southwest because I know. No. I know. Yeah. I'm a Delta person. I mean, I know we, no one's perfect. I'm also yeah. a Delta diva. Um, As a fat woman, yeah. did you find it hard to date? Yes. I found it hard to date, but I also found it. Okay. So the, the, the couple of years pre meeting my partner is um, it was a lot of like, uh, it felt very, uh, um, what is the word? Like quirky, not quirky, like kinky, that sort of a fetishy mm-hmm. type, you know? So it was really like, I knew that I was like, Oh no, no, no one wants to, get to know me at all because there are definitely dudes like everyone knows this is not a surprise there are definitely dudes that are into big women but they're into mm-hmm. them for uh you know for real sort of it doesn't it's it, to me it's not flattering i don't actually find it flattering um no it's it feels like you're checking something off a list and i'm not interested like i had one dude that wanted i had a i had a feeder who wanted to feed me i know and he that was he was super into it and i and i gotta tell you like he was hot he was ripped and lean and like was a surfer i'm like serious and he wanted like he had asked me if 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 i would gain weight with him yeah and i was like look at dude i i can gain weight no problem but it's the taking it off again that i have trouble but he yeah he was he was obsessed like that's he wanted that so i've never really encountered a feeder Mm -hmm. Did did he explain what the end goal would be? Yeah, that's what because I I was I kind of did try to say like, can you tell me why you want this? I think it was because like in the way he because we never met in real life, we was all just oh, texting. Okay. But yeah, and he had said um like to him it was um I think it's because he might have been a bigger person when he like might have been a fat kid, you know mm-hmm. he might have been, and I think it was like that because he was super like super fit now but he was also very much about fitness like he was he was super into it you know Mm -hmm. that was a lot of his posts and stuff and I was like okay so I think there was that sort of thing like he'd even said I want to feed you but I can also help you take it off again I was like okay I'm not looking for a trainer I don't know what's going on here but he really wanted to like it was and I remember him saying like the specific things he wanted me to eat so I was like oh this is about you you." specific yeah like this is about you this isn't about me you know what I mean? Like it was like cake and it was going to be like, also get me wrong, don't get me wrong, it's fun. Cake and pasta and stuff. And I was like, hello. But I think it was about him, to be honest. Like it really was. Yeah, he just wanted experience that. He gets, huh, this is interesting. I guess he gets pleasure in feeding you and yeah. watching you get bigger. Yes, without having to do it himself. 
Yeah, but then we'll help you lose weight. So I guess to like maintain some sort of like health. I guess because yeah, that's what because his big thing was like I I don't want to do anything that would damage you or what. I'm like oh okay, but yeah. So honestly, I actually might be into I this think, relationship. I swear to God, it was it was it was it was intriguing. It was intriguing. Like it really was. Do you still have like, contact info? <laughs> I'll send you a snapshot and let you. you can, Wait, will you really? I'm gonna check and see. I'm I still like, have one. Really, right now, I'm like, honestly, I would do that. Like, yeah, you know, I would gain max what happens. ten pounds, and then be like, okay, now we have to take off that ten pounds. Let's do it, you know. And I'm sure a doctor would be like, you're killing yourself, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm getting fucked, and I get cake. <laughs> I mean, it does sound kind of perfect, really, when you think about it. Anyway, but also. Okay, just like to the fetishy stuff, I did yeah. feel like I did. I did feel like that, and there was. Um, I didn't want that anymore. Like there was that kind of mm-hmm. feeling of like I, you know, there was. I, I will say at the beginning of sort of breaking the seal, as you said, love that breaking the seal of the uh, of the celibacy. There was uh-huh. that. It was like I don't care if you're into it. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Like it was just mm-hmm. like great. Okay, but then you, then it starts to it started to wear on me really quickly, and I was like, oh, this is no thank you. And then so. Um, you know, fast forward to meeting Filippo. He is, he's a very, he's, he's interesting. Um, he's, when I said bisexual, he's pansexual technically. Mm-hmm. So it means nothing to him. He really is very much, what is it called? Oh, I think it's called sapiosexual when they're very, mm-hmm. it's more about your mind. It just, because I, to me, he, I find him very attractive. He's, you know, he's tall, he's slim. Um, and, and there is that moment I'm like, what? What's going on right now? But it's just, he, he has a tendency. He's always sort of liked bigger people. That's always, mm-hmm. it's never been, he just, he doesn't find skinny attractive. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he likes all types of bodies, but he, he, I, all I know is that skinny is never, never appeals to him. So, um, so it's any, it's any, it's any size. It doesn't, it doesn't really bother him. It's, it's not even bother him. It's just, I know that's what, like, I don't know how to say it. It's like, I know that's not really what he's looking for. This is going to super cringy what I'm going to say right now, mm-hmm. but it's like, I've never in my life experienced that. Like, I just know he just loves me just me just loves Deborah, mm-hmm. and that is you know it makes me want to cry but it's also it, i've just i've not experienced it before so it's mm-hmm. really not about it's really not about and you know in in this okay so when i met him in 2020 i was um a certain weight and then mm-hmm. you know as, as the as the uh pandemic went on and also i think when i met him i did have a bit of a freak out because i was like i don't know how to be loved i don't know how to love how do mm-hmm. i do this so i had a bit of a freak out so i did um between meeting him and since that and the next time i saw him i gained weight and i you know i mean i've been fat for a long time but um you know there's the fat that i was and then you add more on top of it so i'm i'm and it's still i'm i'm still very uncomfortable right now i just I don't feel the best I have, you know, I, I, and it just, it wasn't even like, I was so scared to, to see him again. And that like, you know, I've gotten fatter and it's just, it's just, it's not an issue. It's not an issue. Like, it's just not like his, he's like, would you still love me if I gained weight? And I'm like, of course. And he's like, and, and I'm like, oh. but I'm already fat and now I'm fatter. And he's like, don't care. And it's just, but he's also very, um, he's also very, uh, he's a real ally in uh, mm-hmm. the body neutrality movement. He's very big on that. Like he's very, um, 
like he stands up for me in a way that I wasn't able to do for myself. I'm going to get emotional that I wasn't able to do for myself at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like if, if we are going somewhere, he checks the chairs. If we're going somewhere, just go in and see what the chairs are like in a restaurant, in a coffee shop. And he is the first one to go and say, I'm going to need a different chair. Like he just does. Like he just, he's That's just very, really sweet. That's I know. Like very, just, very yeah. kind. It, it is. And yeah. I feel like some people listening will be like, well, just lose weight if you I don't know. want someone doing yeah, that. But exactly. it's like, I don't mind. Yeah. That's like, that's really kind. Mm -hmm. that's it is like, kind because it's like, and you know what? And the, and the thing is, again, like if I was to lose weight, that would also be fine. It's not mm -hmm. like if I lost weight and I got became much smaller, he'd be like, no, thank you. But he knows right now what I need right now mm -hmm. in this moment. What I need right now is a, a chair with no arms. That's what he knows mm -hmm. right now. Will I need a chair with no arms in seven months, two years? Who knows? But right now, mm -hmm. I need a chair. See, I think when people are listening, they wanted to lose weight. You are aware that we still have to live, right? Live. Like, yes. on the way to losing yes. weight, if that is my choice, I still have to live. I'm still going to mm -hmm. go to restaurants, but I still, still have to wear be comfortable. Exactly. Like, I don't have to suffer every minute of my life on the way to losing mm -hmm. weight. And I think that's a big thing that people do forget. You still have to yes. live in the body that you're in right now. So he right now goes, I know this is what Deborah needs. And he just makes sure that I have it in a way that is just very kind and very, he's very conscientious that it's, it's, it's a, it's a real gift to say the least. So. I love that. I dated a, somebody for a little bit who would also check the chair situation for me and would always ask for a booth with a chair on the yeah, side. Yes. So yeah, he yeah, would yeah. take the chair and I could have the booth so I could spread that fat ass out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I always thought it was like really, really kind. Um, and it was thoughtful in a way yes. that I didn't think anyone would ever be mm -hmm. thoughtful. And, you know, and it, is, it is someone standing up for you in maybe an area that made me feel shy. You know, I would, and now I'm much better with it now. Now I mm -hmm. walk into places and go, I'm going to need this chair. And I, there's, I don't have, I've let the shame of it go. Mm -hmm. Because two years ago, I was probably more ashamed of it. And now I'm just like, you know, this is what I need right now. So that's it. I do ask for a seatbelt extender. I, I do that now because I don't care. I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hurt myself just to remain what? quiet, mm -hmm. invisible, you know, easy or whatever it is, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I, I think we do spend a lot of time hurting ourselves, trying to protect ourselves oh, where it's like, just ask for what you want, ask yeah. for what you need. And it's okay. You're mm -hmm. not the only fat person in the world. Exactly. And I'm so glad that you found someone that's like, who loves all of you because yeah. that's literally what I'm searching I know, for right? and I think outside we of my are. current boyfriend that may or may not be real. Um, I, but yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just someone who fully and utterly is like, I, I don't, your body is just what you're in. Exactly. I like you. Exactly. I'm attracted to all mm -hmm. of it. If you were smaller, it doesn't matter if you were fatter. It doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. If you turn into a penguin, I'm still here. I'll <laughs> help still... you find the cold. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, I mean, it really is. And it's really, it's really freeing because, you know, that, that whole thing of like losing your looks or whatever, mm -hmm. when it's not an issue at the beginning, there's nothing to lose, you know? And I remember, we all have to remember to your partner, think about this. It's like, 
I know people right now, like I literally have a story right now of friends of friends where she's going through cancer and he left. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so remember, so remember. That is a thing. Yes. It's an actual thing. Men leave women when they get sick. Yeah, and they go, I don't know what to do with it. I can't. And they go because then it's like, she's not going to be able to take care of me. So remember, everybody, it's like, you know, the in sickness and in health thing, like Mm -hmm. the person that you're with, we're not all guaranteed that our bodies are going to be as is for the Mm -hmm. rest of our lives. You know what I mean? People get sick. People lose limbs. Things happen to people. And and wouldn't it be awful if your partner was like, yeah, I'm out. I mean, it's just for that reason. You know what I mean? For these reasons. Yes. Okay, cool. This has gotten more dramatic than I wanted it to, but whatever. No, I think it's interesting because when I speak to like my thin friends about relationships and (laughs) wanting to be in one, I'm like, I have a like, so it's harder for it's just inherently harder because people have biases. Mm -hmm. People don't want to be seen with a fatty. And People are you scared know. of it. And it's because it's the fear of it's the fear of gaining weight themselves. We've been told yes. that gaining weight is literally the most evil and mm-hmm. like low brow, low class, like mm-hmm. everything about it is bad. So the way people talk about it, it, it it's 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 scary. I know it scares scares people. So yeah. So we're uh dating is a is a little extra for yeah. the extra folks. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and I worry like on dating apps, I have like very clear pictures that depict me as a fat person, but mm. I'm like, what if they think I'm fatter than the picture and like yeah. that's not okay? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this fucking so <laughs> and then in my early 20s, I worked in restaurants and stuff. I would meet boys who worked in the restaurant with me who would then like flirt with me and then be like, there was one, he called me Nikki and he'd be like, Nikki, you would be like perfect if you were just like, do you, then he like, he didn't say the words, but he was like, do you work out? He like, stopped oh, yeah, it. I was yeah, like, do yeah, you work yeah. out? And I was like, I do work out. And he was like, you should keep up with that. And then would check in on me. Yeah. And I was like, oh. is he waiting for me to get thin before he like try something? What a loss. His huge loss. Like, just ridiculous loss. That's such a shame. It's such a shame. Yeah. You know, remember, again, I'm, I'm quoting all these old things, but do you remember Pulp Fiction? God, do you remember, that line just came to me that it's Bruce Willis's girlfriend in it. And in it, she's talking about wanting a pot belly. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, it's a shame that what we like to touch and what we like to look at are different do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like what feels so good to touch, mm-hmm. you know, they're, oh, I don't like the look of it. And it's, and it's, and it's true. You know, it really is true. It's like so many men. My, my, my test is this hug, hug a man and you listen <laughs> to the noise they make when you hug them. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I hug, I hug a straight man and there's always a moment where they go, mm. and you're like, yes. Yeah. And it's not pain. It's no. not pain. Like, it's that Ooh. moment of like, Oh, it's I I swear to God. One of the things I just remember, one of the things that I remember uh, Filippo telling me uh, that I was like, oh yeah, this is going to work out. We're talking about what are your favorite foods and whatever. Um, He had said, first of all, he had said to me at the time uh, about pasta. And I said, oh, I don't eat pasta. And the look on his face, he was just like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like, he was like, today you haven't had pasta today? And I was like, no, 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 no. He couldn't. Like, he was almost like, I, I, he couldn't understand. He's Italian. I, he doesn't, I mean, he That's eats pasta. so funny. He, um, he almost eats 
he literally could eat pasta every day. And sometimes we do. And now I eat pasta all the time and I don't give a shit. Um, but I remember him telling me like the foods that I liked, he was like, I love soft things. And I was like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. we are going to work out just go. fine. He was like squishy bread. Like he loves like burrata. He loved soft stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Oh. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> love this for you. Yay, yay, thank you. Okay, real quick, we got to take a break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What did you do before comedy? I don't even know this about you. Um, not much, to be honest. <laughs> I am um, not honestly. I mean, did we all? I think No, because I, I was like, I knew I wanted to do it when I was a young, like young early 20s, like 2021. I was like, um, when I moved out of my my hometown, I moved to Toronto and, you know, started meeting people outside of my twin sister. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's when everyone was like, you're funny. And I was like, Emma. And so that little, <laughs> it started to, that little, like, can I be funny? Started to percolate, but I ignored it. And I, I went to, I wanted to be, well, I thought I wanted to be a fashion illustrator. I was, oh. I went to art school. Yes, oh, I went to art school. Okay. I'm an artist. <laughs> so I wanted that for a long time. And then I knew immediately that I didn't. Like I, I was probably in school for like six months and I was like, oh, I made a huge mistake. Um, but yeah. And then, but actually it was school though. It was college for me that led me to stand up because in my uh, art course, I remember one of the courses we had to take was oral communication for the artist, mm-hmm. you know, insert jokes here, but it was, yeah, I was like, okay. And it was literally a class where we did speeches. Like the professor gave us a topic and was like, talk about this for two minutes. And I remember people like not being able to do it to a level, Nicole, they cried. People, cry, grownups in this class. And I was like, what's happening? And I remember going <laughs> about two minutes like, uh, and he gave me and I was like, let's do it. And like, like, I remember like never doing standup before 20 years old, crushing it. And people laughing, my teacher coming up to me and going, oh, that was amazing. Okay. And he actually said to me after he was like, 
you're in the wrong program. You should be entertaining people. And I had two different professors in my art school say that to me. And it was always like, I only ever passed classes where there was a presentation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where I was like, well, I'm going to be able to talk. I mean, <laughs> and then I did. And I had, so at about at the age of 22, I had these two instructors come to me and say, you should really be performing. Have you ever thought of performing? And I was like, mm. and I, then I ignored it. And then I quit. I got jobs as receptionists. And, and then I, yeah, so I probably, started thinking about it at 20 and I didn't get on stage until I was about, I was almost 27. Oh, wow. So, it took yeah. a while. I know. I know. It took me about 26, like 26 and a half, but it did. I was, it was scared, but it was an, I, so I went to art school and I answered the phone for years and that was it. That was it. Your little notebook that you always have. Yeah. Are, is your set written on it or is it just yeah. a prop that you have? <laughs> sometimes yes. And sometimes no. I swear to God it is because I've always had a very bad memory. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was a big pothead for so long and I've just, my memory's so bad. And so I always had that kind of fear of like forgetting what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> that was more to me than standing on stage with a book. So I was like, okay. And then it just started to become a part, like my favorite. It's always like, oh, this is not my joke, but it's my, it's my grocery list. You know, things, mm-hmm. stupid things. And it just became a part of it. And then I just really started to enjoy doing it. And, you know, I only started doing that when I moved to L.A. Like that only happened oh, really? when I moved to it's L.A. It's so yeah, funny because yeah. it's yeah. the <laughs> tiniest little book that you never look at and you just kind of shake it around. It's like I'm conducting with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm just like, yeah, I swear to God. And it's just a little wee book. It's just, I don't know. It's become my fly swatter of jokes or something. I don't know what it is. It really yeah. makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's funny because I only started that in L.A. Like that was because we're moving from Toronto to L.A. There was a freedom that I was like, I'm going to be whoever I want now. So my mm-hmm. comedy, I think my comedy really changed. And, you know, I moved in like my year 14 of comedy. So I was already oh, a comic, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like a headlining. And so it changed. Like I de- I'm definitely dirtier. And I'm definitely a little more honest now. That's so, so what LA does. That's what LA does to you, everybody. Come to LA, get dirty. God, I love it. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Are you performing in person? I am. You know, tonight, actually, this is a month ago now. Tonight's my first non-Zoom show. Ooh, congratulations. Since, since, I know, since like the summer. Yeah. Wait, you weren't doing any of the outdoor shows? No, I was, but then I got I got sick. I got COVID and it. I had mm. a... Yeah, I had it. A couple. Did you get it? Did you ever have it? I've had it twice. I think I've had it three times oh. because I got it at the. I'm one of those who's like, I got it at the end of 2019, um, and it was bad. It was like I had this really bad illness. I know that. I think that a lot of people did have that though, because I remember a friend, my Zach Noe Towers, was super mm-hmm. sick. The end of 2019, we're like, we can say that was COVID. He was so ill. Mm-hmm. He was so. So yeah, I um. But then it was like, yeah. So it was like 2021. And then when it started doing live stuff, and then I sort of like, I don't know. I, I will say the pandemic spooked me more than, oh, sure. I don't want to use that word. That's a terrible word. But it, it scared me more than um, I, than I thought it was going to. Do mm-hmm. you know? But I will say this, though. In my defense, you know, <sighs> they really, they really told us that fat people were going to die. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's uh-huh. like, so all of my friends are like, I don't want to get sick, but like everyone, doctors, everywhere you went was like, and if you're fat, you will die. You <laughs> will. And I was like, fuck. So like, there was yeah. really a lot of me going, I don't want to. So I really did. I have to say, like I did some li- uh, some outdoor stuff, but then like, I remember going to one outdoor show and everyone was hugging me. I was like, mm. stop it. And I kind of got a little scared. So and then I just, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm there. I was right there with you. Like yeah. 2020 into 2021, yeah. I was like, 
I don't want it because I feel like a doctor will look at me and be like, you can't breathe because your fat is clogging your lungs. I mean, that's it. Like, I was like, I'm not gonna, there's not going to be a respirator. And they'd be like, well, it's your own fault. And I was like, that's not yeah. happening. I'm not letting that happen. So I will say there was a real, there was a big stretch of like complete isolation. Like it was just, mm-hmm. just me only seeing my friend Zach. And that was it. And I, and that, um, that you know, I was doing Zoom shows. Hello, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and so then probably since like the fall, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And so like now it's weird because I'm like I'm so I'm so happy. I've missed it so much, and I'm bored, which is I hate. You know, I don't I don't get bored often, but like that was like okay, this is too bored, too bored. So yeah, so I know. So we're back. So it's nice. And it's my love. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. I, I, I'm nervous and stuff, but it's like, it'll be, I'll be thrilled I mean, after you it's done. You crush know? It. I can't wait to see you live again. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Deborah, we've come to the end. This is it. I ask all of my guests this mostly. So, Deborah, yeah. would you date me? Oh my gosh, yes. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Like date seriously with like, with like ulterior motives. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> I'm taking this girl yeah, down the aisle. This is happening. I'm going to lock this down up. The aisle. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Deborah, yeah. is there anything you want to promote? I will. You know what? I'm going to be touring in Canada again. And it's been since the pandemic, truly. So I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. And that is starting at the end of this month. Um, and then I'm joining the Snowden comedy tour again in March mm-hmm. for Ontario. And again, I haven't I haven't performed in Toronto. I'm going to say six or seven years. So I'll be in Toronto on April 1st. And it's just, yeah. I'm so I'm going to do like a nice stretch through Canada from February until um, the end of May. So that'll all okay. be up on, on a website and stuff and Instagram. And what is your so. website? DebraDG.com. Okay. Honestly, if you are in Canada, yeah. go see Deborah yes. because she makes me laugh Yay. truly like no other. Yay. And it's like nonstop. You're like nice. going to be tired yeah. after watching her. Yeah. So come oh, out. It's God. fun. <laughs> I'm so you. excited that you're going back out. Thank, Thank you. you so much for doing this. This was so fun. I appreciate it so much. Okay. Well, guess what? If you liked this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you could like it, you could rate it, you could subscribe, you can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to hit on me with something filthy, nasty, dirty, you can write those filthy, nasty, dirty words down and send it to Why Won't You Date Me Podcast at gmail.com. My producer, Mars, the wonderful Mars, goes through it. And I swear to God, if you send her a dick pic, I will probably do nothing because, like, how do I how do I track you down? <laughs> Javia, an email. But I'm just asking, please don't. She doesn't want them. Okay. This says, hi, Nicole. You, me, two Howlin' Rays chicken sandwiches with no, I love Howlin' Rays with no pickles. Yes, I hate them. Then we go home to digest while watching Sonic 1 and 2. We go out on the town, this is a long date, and take home the man of your dreams, aka a long, girthy, uncircumcised dick. Yum! I take Clyde on a nice walk while you have mind-blowing sex. Uh, turns out he's a hopeless romantic and asks for your hand in marriage on a plane. Wow. Thank you. That's delightful. I love that you want that for me. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... 
Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious.